Dan, new moon in Aquarius was yeah. last night. And I don't know about you, but normally I've got a whole ritual and I'm like, okay, you know, what am I looking to manifest? I feel like I've got a clean slate and I'm going to do all these things. And yesterday I just couldn't. So <sighs> did you no. do anything? <laughs> I, um, I had a sound bath client come yesterday. So we talked about kind of what hers were and I thought about it during the sound bath, but I mean, mine's kind of always yeah. the same as you know. Yes. Yes. Pregnancy, baby, da, da, da. So right. Yeah. Come, sweet babies, come on. Come on. Come on with it. <laughs> well, I know. Normally, I feel like I've, I've got something, but last night I couldn't. And so for those of you who don't know, I have a broken foot right now, and then I have a sick babe. So I'm also – I'm not in my glam today, but this is just – I guess it doesn't get more real than this. So Glam as ever. Yes. <laughs> um, but we're so excited about our guest today for many reasons, but – one is, you know, both Danica and I have, you know, looked into all of the different kind of healing modalities. We feel pretty well-versed, but palmistry and palm reading was new for us. So, Dan, I'll let you talk about him for a bit just because I know that you have been following him for a while. Yes, I stumbled upon his Instagram somehow, who knows how, on my one of my Instagram nights and I was really intrigued by his personality. He's just like very warm and fun and funny, yeah. like my kind of person. And he's been doing palmistry since he was 11 years old, which he's is amazing, had, which is yeah. insane. So yeah. many decades. Um, he has had his own consulting business and now for many years as well. And he is now teaching others how to be incredible palm readers. So he's spreading his gift around. Um, and he I also travels a lot. So if, if you're wanting to have a session with him in your city, keep a lookout um, or follow him on Instagram and see where he's going to be. He's doing a lot of traveling in 2022. So you could see him live and in person. Yes. And for you guys who don't know what palmistry is, because I had to look this up myself, um, palmistry is the art or practice of interpreting a person's character um, and patterning um, by examining the palm of their hand. And James will talk about this because, of course, there are palm readers um, and certainly palm readers in the past who also talked about predicting their future. But he has a modern take on palmistry and has his own method where, like like Danica said, really weaves in, um, you know, some modern elements. And I think his background in sociology and, of course, you know, as, as Dan said, with consulting too, um, it, I think it really helps him be able to give these really beautiful sessions where you really go in and you learn a lot about yourself. Most of it really validating. And also I think there's some really incredible takeaways that even we got today. So we're super excited for you guys um, to, to hear what those are also. Yeah. There was a couple other things that we talked about in the episode that um, because there was so much, we, we weren't able to fit everything in. And so I wanted to quickly touch on the elements. Um, and for those of you who don't know, of course, we've got four elements, that being air, fire, water, and earth. And so we touch in a little about those because we do use the elements, well, of course, in astrology for, for those of you who are astrology fans, um, but also in palmistry. And so, you know, he looked at my hands and he was like, you have earthy hands. <laughs> and I thought, you know, for the longest, you know, looking at my chart, air, or excuse me, earth is something that has 
you know, certainly been lacking. And so it was nice to hear him touch on why I have earthy hands and also how astrology really complements palmistry and how um, historically these two modalities were used together. So lots and lots to take um, from today's session. And what else? Gosh, there was just – there was so much that we chatted through um, with him. But he's, you know – he also has a really great um, perspective on divination and why there's been some of the stigmas of palm reading and palmistry. So we get into that too. Yeah. He, and he just brings like such a, a lightness and a fun um, vibe to it. And what was really fun is after we had posted on Instagram that we love James and we had just wrapped his episode. So we were really excited about, about getting that out to the world as soon as we could. And we had a mutual friend of Ashley and I's um, send us a DM and said like, oh my God, I've had James do palm readings for me multiple times. And he was so yeah. spot on. And I was like, oh, I love, I love this when that small Seattle world comes together. Yeah. Small world. And I think too, it just, again, it's nice to hear it from someone else in our community, yeah. how much they enjoyed him. So yeah. we know you guys are going to join this episode um, to book a reading with James. You can find him at the divine hand hand thedivinehand.com. Um, and on Instagram, uh, let me just double check. Dan, what is his Instagram? It is, oh, I have it right here. It is uh, Divine Hand Jim. Yes. So check him out, you guys. He is uh, just a ball full of fun. And, yeah. um, and also, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us, of course, here, um, if you're watching us on YouTube, also on Apple and Spotify. So please leave us a review, like it, leave us a comment, send us a DM, find us on Instagram at Real Heal Podcast. Yes. So let's and jump into it. Let's do it. What is, in fact, your cosmic signature, right? So what is your sun, moon, and rising sign? I, my sun is Aries. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. My my moon is Taurus. Mm. Me too. Oh, Taurus moon. So good. Oh, I'm jealous of you guys. Taurus moons love fancy, bougie, you know, Yes. Things. We don't just want to be comfortable. Yes, and good quality. I, mean, I, don't, I don't mind. Right. She's sitting on her, you know, in Hunts Point on her lovely no, we couch. We especially yes. love her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here I am in my um, star-spangled boudoir. Yes. Um, fancy. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a Virgo rising, so I'm going to keep that. Thank you. Right. Okay. That when you were speaking earlier about, um, you You're know, like where's his Virgo? Right. With the with the corporate work that you did going into an organization and looking at their systems and how they bring joy and all that stuff, I thought, God, where's his Virgo? I'm curious. No. Or where's his sixth house Virgo? energy? What does he have in Virgo? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, so one of my favorite questions that we ask people, so they can kind of get to know who you are and where you're coming from is where are you originally from and where do you currently live now? I'm originally from Tucson, Arizona mm-hmm. and um, born and raised. And at age 21, I moved to my current location, which is Seattle, Washington, which oh. is just this, exactly the same. No yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, 
<laughs> Couldn't yeah. be more polar opposite. Wow. It's a big difference. I think that when I moved here, I remember that autumn. Well, first I remember trying to find an apartment and not, and like checking everything. And then I'm like, where's the air conditioner? And they were like, yep. there's no air conditioner. And I was yep. like, what? No. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, in the autumn when the leaves turned and we don't have the biggest leaf changes in Seattle, uh, compared to like the Northeast, um, yeah. of, of this, of the country. Yeah. But still I was like, is that tree turning red? Are those leaves? Mm -hmm. yeah. I was like, wow. They really do that. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it beautiful? Seattle. Yeah. Or like holly. I did. I've never seen actual holly bushes. With like oh, berries on them before. Yeah. Yes. Well, I moved to Christmas land. It's amazing. You did. Yeah. Oh, and then what is your ethnic background? Uh, my mom is Italian and my dad is sort of a British is basically British. So oh. it's, uh, I guess my mom is also a little bit of German, but it's that, yeah. that mix. So the British and Italian. Beautiful. No. Yes. And thank you. We just felt like it really helps to understand the lens that, you know, our guests are yeah. coming from and what they're sharing. So, yeah. yeah. But I have a lot of um, cultural influence for being born and raised in Hispanic, totally. um, you know, culture in mm -hmm. Southern Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, and then also when I moved to Seattle, being a Japanophile, learning Japanese and being immersed in Japanese culture and, um, uh, studying Japanese language and visiting Japan. And so yeah. there's, those also are very interesting and, and being a um, anthropologist, uh, sociologist in my ah, having okay. that sort of adoption of understanding of other cultures is really yeah. important. So I do feel like I tend to immerse myself more, you know, intellectually into those things than other people. Yeah. Um, so I really, um, have an appreciation for those things. Yeah. And I just noticed that more than other people. Some people just seem to sort of zombie through and like right. that their way of thinking is just the way things are. Yeah. Um, well, one other question that we like to ask our guests is the pandemic in 2020 was such a big transformative year for Danica and I. We both stepped into our passions and into our purpose. And we just feel like everyone has a story that that they can or a lesson that they've sort of learned from this time. And so we're just wondering if there's something that you can share, sort of your biggest aha or a breakthrough or a hardship or something that really, you know, brought something new out of you during this time that you didn't anticipate or that you didn't expect. Wait, there's a pandemic. <laughs> that thing, I know, gosh. It's like, do uh -huh. we want to talk about it? But we just felt like it was such a catalyst for us that we're just curious. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a big catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. I never would have imagined or predicted living in an apocalypse, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the actual like dictionary definition of an apocalypse, right? Yeah. Or I imagined the apocalypse being also far worse. Mm -hmm. And I have experienced death in a far more profound way over the last two years than I ever would have expected. My mm -hmm. sister-in-law, beloved sister-in-law, my brother's wife died unexpectedly. And then my nephew, 31 years old, died suddenly. 
Um, and my grandmother actually died of COVID early on in the pandemic in her nursing home. So we had like three really like close people and two of them were untimely. Like mm -hmm. my sister was my age and nephew like was found by his mother and like, you know, my sister-in-law yeah. just found her own son. Right. So you have, so these are not really related. One is related to the pandemic. The other two aren't, but are exacerbated by it. Yeah. And I guess my realization is that we all carry a certain level of stuff around. Mm -hmm. I was relating it to like, we all have our little poop emoji, mm -hmm. right? We all have this little pyramid of stress or things. Yeah. We're about. And the pandemic added several layers to it. Right. And so it's so important to realize what's important mm -hmm. and like prioritize and yeah. to really just, I have never wanted to purge more stuff out of my life mm -hmm. and like get rid of crap and like just really realize what's important. Yeah, and I think this is a common thing for everybody. So it's probably not unique, but I think yeah. that that like those untimely deaths and just the realization of like, what's really, really important. What's really, really giving me like uh, that Marie, Mary Kondo is like, you know, what is really giving me joy mm -hmm. and you know, it isn't stuff. No. And we were looking at pictures and we were struggling to find, we found a lot of pictures at Thanksgiving of the food mm -hmm. and we realized that we didn't have enough pictures of the people. Yes. Oh, and yeah. I think that, that was heartbreaking and also revealing of like, mm. and so my sister-in-law is like, take pictures of the people, Yeah, you know, and yeah. you know, our daughter is like, oh, my makeup's not right. And my hair's not. And it's like, you know yeah. what? It won't matter. It no. doesn't matter. No. Take pictures of the people and like, yeah. take pictures of the people holding the food or like whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't know. Those are some of the realizations that like we've had. And I, I guess take that wisdom and do, and take that wisdom before you learn that wisdom from. A yes. Tragedy. Right. Yes. Beautiful. No, I know. Thank you. That was beautiful and hard and just all of that mixed yeah. together. So thank yeah. you. And death is that way. That's why yeah. death is so poignant is it's beautiful. It's painful. Mm -hmm. It's terrible all at once. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even the death of like, you know, some really amazing friends of mine lost their cat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the loss of a pet is so tough because our pets are innocent of the human yeah. and unconditional love constantly. Yes. Yeah. And it's so beautiful the, our reflection upon their lives and that very idea that they have this unconditional love for us yeah. and that they don't, they're bogged down by the human condition and it's so painful at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, the, that's how all deaths are. They're yeah. so majestic and beautiful and painful and terrible. Yeah. And how can we experience that all together in one thing? Right? Yes. Thank you for saying that. Cause I've been going through my own 
really just understanding of death and what it feels like and how, I don't know what that narrative is. And I just, I feel so much more at peace with it. And I wish that we would all do that, especially during this time, Mm -hmm. because we can either take that death and be in our grief and we need to, but we also have to figure out how to get out of it. And so I feel like you really beautifully did that. So yeah, we have our own path through it and Mm -hmm. you know, there are ways that are constructive and destructive, Mm -hmm. you know, fire. People are always like, you know, as a, as a person who's a witch and a, magic and a magical practitioner, you know, we always talk about transformation. Oh, I'm going to do this magic or I'm going to do this spiritual work. And I'm really invested in transformation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, great. Right. Yeah. What do you think transformation looks like? Right. Because it might look like it's ugly. uh, (laughs) It might be ugly. It's ugly. Right. Have you ever Uh seen someone remodel their house? Yeah. a disaster. I'm surprised it, my marriage survived. Yeah. Right. Like transformation is not like we have a, a we imagine what transformation will be like, and we usually imagine it with the word "just" in front of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to remodel my bathroom. I'm just going to. Yeah. You know what? That is going to be a hot mess. Yeah. And you remodeling. Uh, we did this with our kitchen. I'm just going to replace the appliances. Do you know what that ended up being? Rewiring the house. Oh my God. Because our 1923 wiring couldn't support the right. brand new appliances. Right. Yeah. Re- rewiring the house means the lath and plaster had holes in it from having to rewire the house. That yeah. meant patching lath and plaster. That right. meant, you know what happened? Yeah. 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 My mom said a really great thing to me when I was really young and I always remembered it. She said, the better you, uh, I don't remember exactly how she said it, but the idea is like, the better you get at dealing with death, the better your life will be. Cause it's, it, it's inescapable. Like it's going to yeah. happen. And right. So, Why would we fear something that is so inevitable? That yeah. is like our, 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 as much of our birthright as our death, right? Yeah. Better, I love yeah. that. The better we get at dealing with death, the better our life will be. I think yeah. that's so important. And I think yeah. it really is about embracing it and not like, there's this idea of spiritual bypassing. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this term? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that this is like, oh, we're going to positive think it, you know, right. we're just, yeah. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to really be like, all positive, high vibe only, high vibe only. Toxic yeah. positivity. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing yeah. is so awful and it's yeah. a problem. And yeah. like you feeling like crap and you grieving and you crying and with snot and slobber yeah. running down your face. You gotta. And that catharsis, that transfer, that ugly ass transformation is important. Yes, you have necessary. to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There is time for you to clean yourself up and reapply your foundation and mm-hmm. put on in, and repaint your eyebrows. That's yeah. fine. Right. You can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also time for you to like Tammy Faye Baker. If you know. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm totally dating myself. But <laughs> That's okay. Know, we know. Like to be the, te- the crying televangelist with, with makeup smeared all across yes. your face. That's mm-hmm. fine. You need yeah. to do that. 
You need yeah. to only real, real tears, not the fake ones, right? Yeah. yeah. There yeah. are times when you just need to be a mess and yeah. it's important. And, you know, I think that that is dealing with death. Dealing with yeah. death is having our emotions, being in that flow, being in that place. And, and then the thing that we, the problem that we have is emotions aren't safe. They're not allowed. And yeah. so we don't let ourselves have them because they yeah. seem like vulnerability instead of strength. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability is seen as weakness. So reference Brene Brown and her work. Yeah, the queen. And so, yeah. And so we, that's a thing to really look at is like, how can we let ourselves be emotionally vulnerable, even with ourselves so that we can heal because yeah. it's the healing, right? And those are things to being okay with death isn't about avoiding or or whatever it's just about being present and being in and being real about what's yeah. there and this is not just death it's yeah. everything that's hard it's the pandemic it's yeah. the reality of omfg i can't even and it's yeah. you know why am i why am i working 80 hours a week now that i'm working from zoom like yeah. what going on and you know just all the other things that the pandemic has brought on just the change that's there yeah so those are the things i think that this is what this has brought up and i think we have such opportunities to transform and on the other end of it i think we have muscles so this is also spiritual weightlifting yes right yes people think that you know new age you know spirit spirituality is like, oh, it's really just amazing. It'll happen to me. I'm like, no, yep. it's spiritual freaking weightlifting. Yep. So put on your sweatpants uh-huh. and like start to lift your rose quartz. <laughs> yeah. Let's go get my peach moonstone. Lift your Larimar. I know. You know, do some bicep curls, right? Because that's this. Yeah. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. That's the spiritual weightlifting yeah. that needs to happen for us yeah. to grow, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're learning. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that one. That was so good. So good. This is where palmistry starts to really become something that helps people a lot because your hand really, your palm and your hand shape the element of your hand, the lines in your palm, those really start to show like what what are the what is your nature yeah how, how do you how could you express yourself what are the what are your natural sort of ways and yeah. it's it's helpful to have i'm grateful that i have my life experience in so many ways because i'm able to help somebody see that oh if they have a fire hand sure they can express themselves in maybe the the ways that they're expressing themselves that are not uh, you know fulfilling but then i'm also able to help them because i i'm also i have you know because i'm also a corporate you know person and have yeah. owned a consulting firm and do executive coaching i'm also able to help them see well there's several other ways that a fire-handed person can express themselves so let's yeah. find ways for you to do that in a way that is more in line with what your desires are what your soul craves. And so this is where like, I think palmistry really can help sort of identify like, 
or can work in tandem with a lot of those things. So it's kind of, yeah. I think that's always kind of fascinating to me. No, yeah. definitely. I loved what you said um, in a podcast that I listened to where you, one of your reviews was, um, he knows more about me than my best friend does, or he, some, something <laughs> along those lines. And I was like, Ooh, how juicy is that? Right. Yes. I, when yeah. she wrote that, I was like, wow. Yeah. Like there is stuff that comes through on your hands yeah. that is, it's a trip. Like your hands will totally rat you out. Yeah. Like there's, there's stuff that your hands will reveal about you that are, yeah, it's not like you can't keep secrets from me. You can. Yeah. And I'm mm -hmm. not like some supernatural being that is like, you know, Swami Jimbo is going to come in and be like, I know all or whatever. But yeah. when, you know, your hands really do reveal a lot and especially your hand gesture, like that's what's really fun is. Um, and I did these on my Instagram. There's on, um, what is it called when you go to your Instagram profile and there's all those little like. Oh, the highlights. Oh, yeah. the highlights. Thank yeah. you for knowing Instagram yeah. better than me. Yeah. So if you look at my highlights, yeah. I have highlighted all of the famous people that I've done. Not that I've actually read in person, but the yeah. famous people who, as a famous person is waving or, or as they're giving a speech or gesticulating or whatever, they're obviously going to reveal their palm and their, especially their hand gesture. Mm. So I will read their hand gesture and as they're running for office or as they're whatever. And so that's super fun to do. And wow. so like Dr. Fauci, when, the, when COVID was really happening, I was like, what's up with that guy? And it was Fauci when he was um, working in the Trump administration. Yeah. And that was fascinating. To oh look my gosh. His hand gesture as he was like sort of end with a whack-a-mole mm. of administration that was really keeping him from, you know, expressing what he really thought and uh, you can see that in his fingers God, that's so interesting so that wow. was fascinating fascinating right so um, cool yeah you can look at those highlights and see like different celebrities and famous people and yeah i've done a lot. I, I do those every so often so that's yeah. one of the things is looking at and and so you everyone listening and you are always expressing your unconscious motivations, your um, hidden, your your unconscious, your motivations, your your thoughts and whatever through your hand gesture. So as you're speaking, as you're you know just talking and not thinking about what you're doing with your hands, mm -hmm. the you know way you're positioning your fingers, that tells me a lot about what's going on unconsciously. And wow. in person, it's really a lot easier than on Zoom because on Zoom, you're like from the crowd right. up, right? Yeah. But yeah. in person, someone is talking about this situation and as they're wringing their hands or as they're like talking about it, I'm looking at their hand gesture. Yeah. And then I can mirror that back and say, gosh, as you were talking about that, you were really expressing X, Y, and Z. And then the person is like, oh my God, that is so helpful. And I'm like, so what this means is unconsciously you can consider, you know, ABC right. and immeasurably useful. Wow. So useful. Well, and I guess, so part of me wants to say, so what makes the hands so special and mm. right. And have this kind of yeah. knowledge or this intelligence. And I don't know, can you touch that's, on a little bit? Yeah, that's of really an important thing. 
so as humans, we have these things in our brain and there's neurobiology that is yet to be discovered or explored, but we know about mirror neurons. Mm -hmm. we, we think we know about mirror neurons. So mirror neurons are um, these parts of our brain, these neurons in our brain that when we, when we want to create rapport with another human, we will mirror unconsciously their facial expressions and their general body language. Mm -hmm. So if and I do this when I'm teaching um, in front of a large group, I will sort of tilt my head to the side and I'll smile. And as I do that, it is really hard. You almost did it, Ash. Uh -huh. I know. Really, I just watched myself. <laughs> it's really hard for you not to want to tilt your head to the side and, and smile, right? Mm -hmm. And so I will do that. And then I won't say anything. I'll just tilt my head to the so side and smile. And then I'll like take a picture. I'll like take a selfie with the group. And then I'll look and I'll show it up on the screen. And I'll be like, look at all of you who are tilting your head to the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I know you're doing it unconsciously. Yeah. So anyway, so this is a human trait that we do this, right? So we can also modulate that. We also, you stopped yourself from doing that, Ash, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't want to be a dork or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I, I'm going to consciously not do this. Yeah. I'm going to work you on You know this. about mm -hmm. this and you could stop yourself because you're aware of this you are not aware of your hands. Mm -hmm. We are aware of our mirror neurons because we use them and we go back and forth with it, but your hands are also responding to body language and are expressing body language, but they are not consciously modulated in the mm -hmm. same way. So mm. you cannot control the expression of your hands because the mirror neurons are expressing and receiving all the time and because they're such an important part of rapport we modulate and we fake each other out as much as we can with our face we're always like oh i love this double tall latte thank yeah. you and then you yeah. leave sort of, right <laughs> so, you know we really try our best to like you know be congenial or do whatever we can and we trick each other as much as we can with our facial expression or not, right? Yeah. But we don't ever do that with our hands because we're not programmed to do that. Interesting. So right. I'm not even thinking about it. You don't yeah. do yeah. your hands. And even if you do, so even after I give a class or I tell somebody about it, I'm like, okay, hold your hands up. And then the guy is like, okay, here. And I'm like, oh, great. And then I just start talking about something. I'm like, oh, did you hear about that, you know, volcano in the middle of the ocean? Did you have any, like, you know, did you notice any surge in, in the ocean? He's like, oh, no, I didn't even think about it. And then he'll stop doing it. Like yeah. immediately, yeah. you just cannot hold a weird position with your hands at yeah. all, right? Oh, I cannot wait to have a session with you. I, I know. So right. excited. Yeah. So, so your hands will totally just rat out only your unconscious. And so then I can just start reading your body language of your fingers. <sighs> and then... So that's how that works. Mm -hmm. That says a lot about your unconscious. The other part is the lines. So your hands, unlike your, unlike your feet or any other part, you are, if you have hands or the hand that you still have in, in the case you still have one. Um, but for most people that have both functioning hands and to the level at which they are functioning, 
if you have an injury or if you have loss of motion or range of motion or whatever, you are interacting with the world using your hands. And that interaction is what's shaping the musculoskeletal structures on the hand and what's shaping the way the, the, the way the hands look. Mm-hmm. If you change from a Larimar um, distributor to a minor, mm-hmm. your hands are going to change. Yep. Yeah. You hold the hands of anyone who's mining Larimar and you will see their hands are rough and muscular. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, and if they stop doing that and start working in the office, their hands will change and become soft and supple. So would that change? That changes the the way we read the lines. Absolutely. Okay. So that's fascinating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at someone's hands, does the right hand and the left hand tell two different stories? They tell a complementary story. The mm-hmm. right hand, even if you're left-handed, yeah. the right hand tells us about how you're interacting with the general public and the world, mm-hmm. your face to the world. And the left hand tells us how you're interacting with your inner, your internal self and your very close friends, personal life. Okay. You two need to collaborate. This is like, we were talking earlier about like how we were listening to your podcast about like the pointer fingers with Jupiter or whatever. Like, yeah, it sounds so much like your sun and your moon sign. Would it be so cool if you, someone could have a session like about their astrology and then a palm reading and then see how many different things kind of correlate so with each other? Astropalmistry is a thing. Um, okay. so the way that I look at it, um, so in, Palmistry comes originally from India. Western palmistry that we have here originally originates in India and it has okay. moved across the continent um, thanks to the Romani people who uh-huh. moved out of India and across um, the Middle East and Europe. And um, in any case, there's more to that story. But in any case, it, in India, um, palmistry and astrology go together as mm-hmm. a single, as a very comprehensive system um, of Vedic, you know, astropalmistry in the West. um, And and it's also tied in with Hinduism Mm -hmm. and if there are issues and gaps and problems with your astrology and your palmistry, you have Hinduism as remedy. So if you have issues with your um, uh, um, prosperity, you can do pujas to Lakshmi and repair those problems. When palmistry and astrology moved, well, there was other systems of astrology outside of India that we inherited. But -hmm. when palmistry moved away from India and came to the West, Hinduism was lost to us. So we don't have remedy for the problems in palmistry, but we still have palmistry. So Western palmistry ends up having a problem, which is if you have this line, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. remedy for what to do because we lost Hinduism. Yeah. That was the remedy for you. You don't have prosperity in your palm. You need Pujas to Lakshmi for, for prosperity. So a, that is why I created the divine hand method because it's a, a reinvent 
it's inspired by that, but it's a reinvention based on modern sensibilities. And B, mm-hmm. I have sort of, I, I think of the astrology being like the wall behind me. Your astrology is the backdrop. It's the weather yeah. in which you were born and it is complementary to palmistry. So if you're an Aquarius, an air sign, and you have a Leo rising, a fire mm-hmm. sign, and a Leo moon, another fire sign. So this is air, fire, and fire. So that's combustion mm-hmm. astrology, right? I'm going to call that, you know, fire and air. So it's air is feeding this Leo Leo. That's a, a combustion sort of combo with those big three, your, your sun, moon, and rising. Mm-hmm. And I look at your hands and you have water hands. And I'm like, ooh, you have yeah. water hands. That's fascinating. So what does it mean to have water hands with a combustion chart? Right, like the backdrop being combustion. Yeah. Okay. The backdrop is combustion, but here you are water. So likely this person has looked at their chart and been like, Gosh, and this happens all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. you have never felt that your astrology matches you. They're like, yeah, not my sun and moon and rising has never really matched me. I'm like, that's right, because you have water hands. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow. yeah, the creativity. I've always thought that the Leo was about the creativity and the art or the fire of emotions and passion. But mm-hmm. really, it's so sensitive. And whenever people talk about like Aquarians and being weird and whatever and like, I'm just too emotionally sensitive and I don't understand how, you know, Aquarius, Leo, Leo, no one ever talks about us being overly sensitive. And I was always told I was a really overly sensitive child. And I don't understand like my chart, maybe because my Chiron is in Pisces and my Venus Mm -hmm. is in, you know, Cancer. Maybe that's where my sensitivity is, but it doesn't really show up as strongly as I'm like, yeah. Because you're a water hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. So they start to realize, oh, my hands mm-hmm. are how I'm actually interacting with the world. Mm. And that is more of the picture. And my astrology is sort of the weather system that I'm yeah. functioning in. They're really important to go together. And so we're back to yes. why in India they do them together. Yeah. One is how you grab a hold of the thing mm-hmm. and then the astrology is like the weather system and all what's around you does that make sense no one area i really lack in is earth and even in my in my houses i lack like the more earthy houses right um so it's just it is it's a it's a bit of a challenge at times bringing well, in the groundedness hold, to help me hold your hand up next to your ear okay. so that's funny because you have earth hands <gasps> oh very oh. so the earth hand hold it back a little more so we can see the whole thing yeah so you can hold it next to your ear oh i know you have a you have a compressed screen but we see it oh, so okay. for people watching if you're watching the video you can see that ash has compact square palms these cute little compact square palms do you see those little square palms yeah it's so cute <laughs> i yeah. never really i never yeah. thought about that yeah right? yeah her fingers, your fingers, Ash, are a little longer. So they are, it's a combo element. It's not just earth. It's mm-hmm. earth and fire. So these are lava hands, right? <gasps> you can relax. You can relax. Okay. I was like, oh. let me try to, okay. But you have earth wow. in your hands. Okay. So that, that is why 
you were like, I'm lacking earth. So I, I'm going to fill in the blank. Okay. You say, I'm lacking earth in my chart. Mm-hmm. But here, Danica and I, and we're like, you're in a freaking DR, like running a Laramar. <laughs> you're yeah. like grounding. Like, I bet you Danica is like, Ash keeps me grounded. Yeah, we're things, a very good balance. These are things that people will say about you, Ash. Yeah. She's my rock. She keeps me grounded. Mm. She, um, she calms me. She has a way, like, yeah. when animals come up to her and, like, mm-hmm. you know, chill me the hell out. Like, she's the the voice of reason. She's, that is someone who has earth. Yes. And it's, Ashley. In, yes. And it's yeah. in your hands. So you do have earth. It's just not in your chart because the chart doesn't always tell you. It's not the I, whole picture. No, no yeah. shade to astrologers. Yeah. Thank I love astrology and I would be lost without people who study astrology and I learn astrology. I'm, I'm a student of astrology. Mm-hmm. We need astrology, but it's complementary to the palmistry, which is you actually carry earth element in your body, which is, I want to ground things into physical reality. So think yeah. about how you take your astrology and your magic of astrology, and then you often will bring it into reality through your body. You embody things that you experience astrologically or spiritually. And then you're like, yeah. how can we bring that into the world? Yes. That's what I think one of my gifts is, is just making it more digestible and more palatable almost, especially for people who are just looking to dip their toes. Yes. Those who are all in the woo and who are all in the things, I might not be for them, but I think I'm certainly for someone who's curious yeah. and who wants to learn a little bit more. Okay. So, so tell me your sun sign again. Leo. Leo. I'm a sun, Mercury, and Venus, Leo, in the so second house. Leo, sun, what's your, what's your moon? Uh, Gemini. Gemini. So that's Leo, Gemini. And you're rising? Cancer. Cancer. So you that's all four elements, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. that is fire, air, and water. Yeah. Add your, um, your earth, and then there's fire in there. So you have a little oh. bit of fire. So this is a little heavy on the transformation, but it's yeah. called the magician. So when you have mm. those four elements, then you have the a little double fire. But yeah. when you have the four elements like that with your hands, this is wow. called the magician. So in the tarot, I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with the tarot cards, mm-hmm. but the magician card has all four elements, all four implements in front of him or mm-hmm. her. And you have access to, um, as above, so below, you can access anything. So you've probably always been a little bit of the, you know, Jane of all trades, like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, I that. Or like if yep. someone was like, I don't know, you're like both IT and HR and camp counselor. All you are so spot on. on. Yes. So this is this is because you have those, you know, you look at the big three in your chart and then your hands complement with the earth. Oh, and yeah. so you have this really great sort of combo just, and by the way, folks, we're just looking at the elements. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this is just from this one tiny little aspect, we can glean so much information about yeah, someone cool. that I'm meeting for the first time right now. Right. Yeah. Right. I know. I'm like, I'm booking right after this. Yeah, like I'm literally, know, I'm like immediately. I'm on the way. Yeah. I'm on the way. Me and Danica talked about this. We're like, wow, we have dabbled in so many different kind of spiritual, different healing modalities, but palmistry we really hadn't and that's why i think danica had found you first and was following you for on she said hey you need to follow this guy like this is something that we don't really dabble in and so um, there's a reason yeah 
So what, and is that because of the stigma of the palm readers and the fortune telling and the, so tell us, yeah. Palmistry has a bad rap. So let's just go way back. Mm -hmm. Divination is, um, written in the Bible as something that is for forbidden and what does divination mean because there's also in the bible gifts of the holy spirit which are allowed and are blessed in the bible and since we live in a in the west the culture has become very predominantly christian even if you're not christian mm-hmm. so there is this sort of overarching cultural bias against divination and yet is practiced under the auspices of gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are a mystical tradition that are the seven or 12, it depends how you count, um, gifts of the Holy Spirit that are enumerated in certain ways. And they're not exactly enumerated. There's different arguments about what they actually are. Um, And where does this does this prohibition come from? It comes from uh, the tribes of Israel and the Jews looking at, in the Old Testament, looking at the pagans and seeing how they would do certain forms of divination that were not kosher. Ah. And so those unkosher, like entrails of unclean animals. So they would look at pig entrails as, you know, a form of divination. And so when they would look at the Canaanites, you know, looking at pig entrails and using that as divination, well, of course the Jews were like, Oh no, we don't eat Mm -hmm. pigs. And that's that's awful. And so they would have these kosher laws against forms of divination. But when it came into the Bible, it was just like, you know, and there was other forms of divination that were forbidden because they were not kosher. They were not clean or they were, you know, not seen. But when it got into the Bible, it was like forms of divination were not allowed. So in any case, this ends up being sort of adopted into mainstream society. And so we end up with not really allowed to do divination. So Mm -hmm. when non-Christian societies start to enter and integrate with Western society, so the Romani people from India start to emigrate across uh, the Middle East and in the Near East, and then into Western Europe along the Danube, Eastern Europe along the Danube, and then Western Europe. They brought with them divinatory practices from India, like palmistry and astrology and uh, cardamancy, um, which is card reading. They were shoved into, well, first they were, you know, oppressed terribly. And then they were shoved into sort of the edges of society. And yet people would seek them out for traditional, for wisdom from mm-hmm. alternate places, right? And there were witchcraft laws and anti-divination uh, laws in England and other places because of the Christian sort of, you know, things and because of trying to keep people from getting conned because because these were in the shadows and because they were not really mainstream, it ends up being a source of nefarious people being able to trick you and con you, right? Mm-hmm like anything that isn't allowed to be mainstream, it ends up being a source of, you know, manipulation and everything. So you, you redouble this problem of it being seen as a dangerous or, um, you know, a shady thing. Yeah. 
so divination ended up being in the shadows and sort of compounding its shady reputation. And in the United States, there ended up being, and in Europe, there ended up being a push and a successful push to have astrology move into the light. And that's because the Catholic Church and others gave it also have used astrology because astronomy and astrology were once the same thing. Yeah. So moved astrology back into the mainstream and were able to do this because they created uh, like a big astrology association. Mm -hmm. And so astrology was able to not fall into the shady shadows. Yeah. And so you find that a lot of folks are totally fine with astrology. You have Linda Goodman in the seventies mm -hmm. who wrote a, a book called uh, Linda Goodman Sun Signs. And so yeah. in the seventies, you have people who are just like, Hey baby, what's your sign? Which mm -hmm. is what's your sun sign. And pretty soon everyone knows their sun sign. You know what your birthstone is, you know what your sign is, right? It's yep. important for the nurse to, uh, to record your time of birth in the United States. Mm -hmm. so people can do your astrology chart. I mean, it's pretty, it's seen as pretty like harmless, you know, yeah. except unless you're like very, very Christian, you know, it's really seen your astrology chart is really seen as harmless these days. Mm -hmm. And that is success because astrology is not seen as one of those shady divinatory practices. Mm -hmm. Tarot has moved up a few rungs out of the shadows. So yeah. people see that tarot cards, which used to be very shady, are now out of the shadows and a lot more mainstream than it ever used to be. Palmistry has not received that level of elevation, but that's mm -hmm. my job. That's yes. why James Divine exists. And mm -hmm. that is my mission in life is to elevate palmistry out of the shadows. Yeah. It is in Here's something. There is nothing inherently negative in your palms. How could there be? Yeah. Your hands are divinely crafted by the creator, by the divine. You, your body is beautiful and perfect. How could your hands, which are divinely created, ever say anything inherently terrible about you? They yeah. can't. They just reveal you. Yeah. Now, there are problems with society. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> you don't say. And sometimes people's hands and society, what people and society are a mismatch. Sometimes a, I don't know if you've noticed that the system wasn't really built for you. Have you? Yeah, noticed? no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yep. We can help navigate how the system isn't built for you, but you and your beautiful hands and your beautiful way you are, are amazing. And the hands will reveal that. And that is really what I'm out to help people see. So yeah. that is my mission in life is to, is to elevate palmistry out of the shadows yeah. where it doesn't belong and to help people see what a beautiful practice an embodied practice yeah it is and you know if i can do that in some little way then i'll be happy well i'm so glad you said that because i do i think there is there's still this idea right that yeah it's you know maybe some gypsy lady, or I don't know, I don't even know if I can say that, right? But if that's even okay to say, but it's just, right, somebody who's taking advantage of you and is yep. going to tell you all of the horrible things. But I like that you said that because even in astrology, you know, people say, okay, tell me all the bad. And I'm like, no, 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 there's no bad. 
you know, yeah. there's a there's perhaps maybe like a high road and a low road or a high octave and a low octave. And we have the choice of how to work with that kind of energy. Yeah. So oh, I love same. that. Too. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, you have if you have a fork in front of you, you can use it to, you know, eat that delicious, you know, I had um, roast Thai eggplant last mm. night. It's oh, one of yeah. You can use it to like eat the Thai eggplant mm -hmm. or stab you in the eye. And yeah. I mean, really, you could decide. Right. Yeah. Right. Which you want to use that fork for. Yeah. yeah. Like eat a delicious piece of, you know, fruit or food or stab someone in the eye. Like it's the yeah. same fork. Yeah. yeah. So that's the same thing with your astrology, with your palmistry. You mm -hmm. can do a sound. I'm sure a sound bath can be cacophonous or mm -hmm. beautiful. And it really is the same singing bowls, the same tools, right? Yeah. Yeah. The bowls never play. Like if I played for James and I played the same exact bowls for Ashley, they would sound different. They would sing differently. It's so it's never the same sound bath twice. Yeah. That's fascinating. I can't wait. Yeah. Yes, you have to come. So yes. what do people come to you for? Like, is there, like, for example, people come to me for a sound bath. I would say overwhelmingly, they're like, I'm stressed. I need to relax. Is there like a thing people say, like, I need to get my palm read for this? Or is it really all over the map? People are curious, usually. Um, sometimes people are, are in the midst of a decision that they need you know, they're in transition. Mm -hmm. What the, one of the biggest um, misconceptions is that people just get a palm reading once. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what most people think is like, oh, I just get a palm reading and I'm done. Sort of like I, I got my astrology read, yeah. but mm -hmm. palmistry, because your hands change all the time, um, palmistry, you can get a palm reading and especially a gesture reading, you know, repeatedly. And yeah. to look at what are the hand gestures saying now, as we talk about what's going on and as you're gesturing, you're going to make different gestures based on, you know, what's happening and what your thought is about things. Yeah. I also love to combine palmistry with tarot cards mm -hmm. and I have a special spread that is in the shape of your hand and it's planetary. And so that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, to do a uh, divine hand spread with tarot. And so yeah. that's another thing that is very complimentary is to do um, palmistry tarot readings. Yeah. And so that's also really helpful. So people come with questions or to understand things or whenever they're curious or really it's, you know, the answers, but how do we access your unconscious? How do we yeah. access wisdom from yeah. another source? Yeah, on a source that isn't always immediately um, accessible, or how do we get that unlock that unconscious and that yeah. reflective sort of place in our brain that yeah. we're not trained to do? You weren't taught in grade school how to unlock your unconscious or be connected with the field, yeah, energy. We're not taught that in regular life, but there are practitioners that are taught and are trained to do that like us. Yeah. And that's what people can come to us for because we are in touch with the field and we can help access that information and give you things and amazing. We're, I'm amazed every time it happens. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is every time I give someone a reading, I'm always like, 
wow. Yeah. I know it just gives me an energy, you know, yeah. it just gives me something. I feel like I walk out and I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. and then I might be a little exhausted, you know, yeah. but I mean, but aside from that, um, and actually, so sort of related, but was just curious. One of the things that I love to do, especially for people who don't know astrology, if I can tell them something really quick, it would either be their rising sign or their moon. For our listeners who have no idea, is there something that you can share super quick? That's like, if you look at your, like, is there something like a quick thing that our listeners could go, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Your thumb. Okay. <gasps> yeah. So either one. Yeah. Your thumb. Oh, okay. So in the position of your thumb, the, your, the position of your thumb will indicate and the position of here. Okay. Let's get real. Yeah. The position of someone else's thumb mm. will basically tell you whether that person, what or how ready that person is to take action. So the thumb is the doer. So if I want to pick up my purple water bottle with my airy sticker on it, yeah, I'm going to have to use my opposable thumb, right? Uh -huh. I, I could do it without my thumb, but my thumb is the doer. It's yeah, really yeah. helping me grip my yeah. water bottle. So the thumb, if the thumb is away from the hand, it's called abducted away from the hand and open right? This is the thumb of someone who is ready to take action and do things, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got this thumb and it's open. It's like, I'm ready to catch the ball, like throw me yeah. the ball. Your yeah. thumb is going to be wide open, ready to catch. If my thumb is up, is like relaxed, like in a sleeping mm -hmm. position or pressed up against the thumb or adducted or, or flexed in towards the palm, then I'm not ready to catch the ball. I'm not ready to grasp something and I'm not ready to take action. Interesting. So, a little, a couple caveats. Mm -hmm. You can notice this about yourself. Like, oh gosh, I am not ready to take action. Right. Yeah. Or so th there's a couple things you can do for yourself. Oh, God, I've got to do laundry today. Mm -hmm. I do not feel like doing laundry. Your thumb is going to be in like who feels like doing yeah. laundry. But you can make yourself like feel motivated by opening that thumb. Yes. Love that. Feedback, biofeedback hack to your brain that if you hold your thumb open, you will start to just feel antsy and need to get up and do something. I and did. Then do I love that. So interesting. You need to hold it open. This is so helpful. Hold yeah. it open until you feel like doing And there's one for all the fingers, but that's the one for the thumb. I'll just give you. Okay. okay. Now. If you're in a meeting or you're doing something and you're like, okay, who's ready? Who is ready to take action? Mm -hmm. You can just look around. Now, if you're one-on-one -on -one with someone, here's the caveat. One-on-one -on -one with someone, it's real weird to look at someone's hands <laughs> while they're speaking mm -hmm. instead of their face. Mm -hmm. Women know this well when a guy is staring at their chest. Hello. Their yeah. face, right? <laughs> it's the same problem. It's like you're yeah. looking at my hands instead of my face. Like yeah. we can even tell when you're looking at that zit instead of my eyes. Oh, right. right. Yeah. So it's, we're very keen on the mirror neurons and looking at where are you looking when we're talking? Mm -hmm. So you have to be very clever and, and you have to kind of notice it in your peripheral vision. So it's very, very hard for people to notice it in someone else. But if you are watching someone on television or if you're in a larger group setting and you notice someone as they're gesturing and their thumb position, 
and their thumbs are, if they're like, we are going to, I promise we are going to take action on this. We're going to do things. Well, that guy's not going to take action. Mm. Does right? he mean to lie or does he? Well, you know what I mean? it depends. If he is doing, I'm going to step back. If he is like, we, I promise we are going to take action on this. We're going to do things. He's going to direct other people to do things. Ah, the pointer. Because the index finger is Jupiter and uh -huh. he's delegating. He's not going to do it. He's going to get Interesting. Okay. Right. But if, if it's uh, your electrician or your contractor is coming over, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're on it. We're going to, then that guy's going to do it with this okay. is open. So, so cool. you can kind of evaluate like whether someone is actually going to do the things or has the intention of doing yeah taking action taking actual action wow that is such tangible information i am so excited to are you that. isn't it cool yes I, I was just thinking i was like god i don't want to do laundry today but the second you said that and we did that i felt it yeah like anyone People who's listening please do it now think of something yes. you don't want to do because that wow so cool, James. So, yeah, it's fun. Like if someone just came to you and was like, oh, I'm interested in a palm reading, don't really have anything specific to ask. Like what kind of information do you cover in your session? Oh yeah, so we start by looking at your hand gesture and just yeah. seeing what's up. Yeah. We'll look at the element, what element is your hand. Um, and then we'll read the lines on your hand. And it just basically says a lot about your personality, your underlying sort of motivations. It gives, it gives you information about yourself, yeah. your, your inter, your unconscious motivations, why you do the things you do. Yeah. It's a lot about your strengths. Um, it, we can get into like you at work and career, like what are great sort of, I, I can't really tell people like what, what job they'd be good at doing, but I can help reflect on whatever job you pick. What is it about that job that is really mm. fulfilling? So Interesting. like Ash has lava hands. Yeah. So this is about transformation of the tangible. So whenever someone has a lava hand, that is someone who needs to see transformation that actually ends up happening in reality. Mm. So if the, if she is just in a, job that is about um emotional like support or whatever she would get like that sounds like would be a sweet job she'd get tired of that yeah. if it was just an intellectual job where she's in it or like an intellect job she would get bored of that because it's like why what am i doing that's not making a yeah. difference yeah. if she was just and that's an air job or a water job right yeah if she's just in an earth job which is like just something that's like moving bricks or just something that's active or, or a tangible sort of thing that wouldn't be, but if it's something that is actually making a difference that yes. gets grounded in actual physical reality, every job that you've had that you've been able to manage that you've enjoyed or aspects of it, you've enjoyed, it's where you've seen the change happen in physical and tangible reality yeah. where the change and the transformation is grounded yes. and, and made real. That's what you love. Not everyone likes that. Not yeah. everyone has a lava hand. Not everyone is into that. There are people who have water hands who all they want to do is work in the emotional flow. That yeah. is their dream. 
No, that resonates so much because I think why I am finally happy where I am. And I've never felt like this. I've never felt that I had a career that made sense, that lit me up every day. And I can't, I literally can't sleep. I'm so excited about what I'm doing, what I'm creating, the kind of change that I'm seeing and and helping and supporting. And like, I just, I'm like, I I just, that's all that I want to do. But up until this point, I, I kept, it would be, I would get something new. I would feel a different part of one of my other elements or one of my other things. And then that would reach its stopping point. Mm-hmm. And then I would find myself going, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I literally cannot do this anymore. I, I feel dead inside. I, I can't. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, so, and then people might come to me. So that's on that side. On the other side, people might come to me for relationships mm-hmm. and we'll look at the left hand and we'll talk about like, what's keeping, what's, where are you in relationships and what's blocking you from love and what needs to be opened up there and all those lines are there all of the all of the openings to a fulfilling and significant relationship are available to everyone there's just things that we do that stand in the way and so that's one of the most fulfilling things is finding those pathways to fulfilling and and tangible uh, fulfilling and long-lasting relationships and so those readings are really deep and they're also life-changing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's fascinating. There's a woman who hires me, who used to hire me for parties all the time. She's amazing. And she works at a really fancy club downtown. And um, so I gave her a reading. She took me very seriously, of course. And, um, um, but I was like, okay, you've hired me so many times, you get a reading. And so I'm reading her palm. And I kind of school her a little bit on like her marriage. And she was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know, sorry to give you a little bit of a spiritual ass kicking. Mm -hmm. She comes back to me like months later and she says, you saved my marriage. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. like, what? I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't save your marriage. You saved your marriage Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, you took the information and ran with it but she's like oh no she's like yes okay but also the information that she got from the reading was like so spot on for her and was so helpful and yeah it was like i was so moved by that because i'm like okay yeah we really saw something but with a lot of accuracy around how she was really just you know yeah kind of wrecking it right and i'm like you don't need to like you're with an amazing guy. Like, yeah. stop it. Yeah. Right. It was her own, you know, shit that was coming yeah. up. It was so great. And they're so married today. This was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just, we're friends on Facebook. And I was just like, I was like, oh my God, I love that they're still together. And yes, there's pictures of their daughters are so beautiful now that their daughters are like 12 years old. I remember yeah. she was pregnant. And like I got to be the palm reader that like am credited with like saving her marriage, and like I see them together now, and I'm just so like, cool. Right, that's amazing. Yeah. Speaking so of amazing. pregnancy, is there like a fertility line on the hand? There's not. You know, this is some of the old, some of the things about the palm that used to be true in the old days um, are no longer applicable. Right. So when pregnancy was uh chance or 
we didn't understand the science behind it or how the bodies worked, mm -hmm. um, then yeah, people would have to use palmistry to divine if and when and how you would be. If someone is legit having a fertility issue, we yeah. can talk about how fertility shows up in the hand and how to unblock that. That's Ooh. a different issue than, that's a different question than how many children will I have? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So my method of palmistry, the divine hand palmistry is different from what the mainstream sort of ideas of palmistry are, right? So the myths of palmistry is the myth of palmistry or the, the misperceptions of palmistry. And actually they're probably legit perceptions, mm -hmm. but people think the palmistry predicts things. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of people who practice palmistry in a predictive manner. Mm -hmm. The divine hand method is not about prediction. It's about patterns. Mm -hmm. Palmistry is about patterns, not predictions. So the way, what that do you mean by that? What do you mean? Yeah. Patterns? So why that's important is if I notice that you are poking a tiger in the butt, <laughs> I will predict something that will happen to you Yeah. with probably some accuracy. Okay. Because the pattern of poking a tiger in the butt, I can make a, you, Danica, can make that prediction too. Right. With accuracy that right. you will become like tiger meat pretty yeah. quickly. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can make that prediction because we can see a pattern. Yeah. Okay. Of like annoyance, big kitty cat, you know, tiger meat. Right. Yeah. We can yeah. see that play out. So it, that is how, so that is a nuance around prediction. But why does it matter that we look at patterns? Because you have free will. If mm -hmm. I just tell you, you will be eaten by a tiger, then you're not able to intervene and stop poking the tiger in the ass. Yeah. But if instead I, I tell you, here's the pattern that I see, you are poking a tiger in the butt. Now you have access to free will to stop mm -hmm. it. Right. Yep. There are so few people that do that. There are so few people that point out the pattern. Mm -hmm. give people access to free will to avoid becoming, you know, tiger lunch. Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So that's why we focus on the patterns, not the predictions. Mm -hmm. Right. Cool. But the shortcut is you're going to be eaten by a tiger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's where the good part is, is the patterns. Yeah. yeah. And really the pattern is what we're looking at. Yeah. And, but that's where also the ego and the reader is people with big ego want to give a reading where they're like, I see a man, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that, okay. Show me the pattern. Yeah. Oh, I see you with it. There's a pattern of you being open to this type of relationship and really looking for this. Here's the pattern of your heart line and what type yeah. of, you know, heart you have and why it's open to these things. Here's the pattern I see of you being gullible in love and why these yes. have happened. Yeah. Here's the, you know, these are the types of things that I want to look at so that you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that I am going to have come to you as well. I'm really excited. Yeah. 
I know. I'm like, oh, I want my partner. I'm like, Darwin, you're coming. You're yeah. coming. I want, I want to do relationship reading. Yeah. Um, I want One to call the fun it. Fun things is doing. So these are the things that people. I need to put more of these sort of menu options on my website. But compatibility readings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. When I get a couple together and they see each other's hands together, I want to do and that. And we look at the ways in which they're so compatible, the ways mm. in which their hands work together, the ways in which they complement each other, the ways in which they also create tension. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that is the most awesome bonding. Oh, I just got chills. Best Ugh. date night ever yeah. because you believe yes. that. And then all night at dinner, you just are like, talking about how beautiful your relationship is and the ways in which it's just like the best date night ever. Oh, mm. we're, we're doing it. I yeah. know. All right. Well, Danica, what's, what kind of hand do you have? Let's see. I know that you're probably in a, let's see, go back a little bit. Can you go back further and then lift your hands up? I think these are combustion hands. Oh, wait, hold your hands together. We hold, press the fingers together. No, I'm going to change my, I mean, I think they're steam hands. I'm going to change my answer. Steam. Ooh, yep. steam. Okay. So I think that's water and fire. Mm -hmm. So what's your astrology again? Capricorn sun, Taurus moon, Aquarius rising. Oh, so that's like earth and air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's heavy earth air. So you have this um, steam hand, which is fire and air. Oh, okay. So no. I don't have any water. I'm sorry, fire and water. It's oh, okay. fire and water. So you have earth and air and fire also ends up being um, magician because it's all four elements. Oh. It's fascinating. So yes. the hand is, um, though my first, though my first thing was combustion, which was air and fire. Mm-hmm. My second, so that was my first inclination was like the air and fire. My second was, no, I think it's a little more water. So the water element is emotion, emotional connection, the sort of sensitivity to emotion, artistic sort of expression, um, but being sensitive, emotionally sensitive. Yeah. And then the second is fire, which is transformation, wanting to change shit, wanting to like, yes. and especially emotional transformation. So I think about yeah. sound bath, probably the thing that's most moving to you would be yeah how people have emotional transformation as a oh, result. Yeah, right? yeah, it's the best. And that that's really what motivates. So the steam hand is about the transformation of emotion, but also emotions that transform. Yeah. So that if someone starts crying, you're like, no, yes, let it flow, girl. Let yeah. it go. Yeah, don't right? hold it. Don't hold your breath. Breathe it through. <laughs> Breathe. Come on. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, what yeah. we're doing. That's what the sound bath is supposed to be doing. Yeah. So yeah. that those kind of things I think are really important. So yeah. steam is that fire and water together, right? Oh, I love that. So it's a really, really cool. So if you have this um, Capricorn, if you have the dust aspect in your, the, the air and earth in your astrology, yes. so that is the um, ideas that are grounded. So your astrology helps you with biz because this is, those are the, the astrology is really where you have your smarts around business yeah. because earth is about, you know, the, that's the Capricorn. That's like, you know, boss man, the, the boss lady, this is, you know, the Aquarius you said, right. Is your uh -huh. hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, although it's wacky, my husband's an Aquarius son, 
but it's very thoughtful and intelligent. Unlike Ash has the Gemini air. Yeah. Yep. So it's like over here, over there, here, mm-hmm. there's fun. Let's check this out, right? The Aquarius mm-hmm. is more like, you know, let's do the good for humanity, but that's, I'm also kind of an alien, which you yes. said that is very Aquarian, right? Right. Yeah. So, and you have the Capricorn and then the Taurus, mm-hmm. which is like very grounded. And, you know, Capricorn is very like, let's be the executive, right? So yeah. this, all these things together are really mm-hmm. awesome, but your hands are what keep it. I, I hate this. We hate this word moist, but keep it. That, that keeps it from being hard ass. Like yeah. dust sounds dry mm-hmm. and parching, mm-hmm. right? And like desiccating, mm-hmm. but your hands are what keep it, you know, nurturing because mm-hmm. you the water and the warmth. Not a cold, dry wind yeah. filled with dust. Your hands keep it warm and wet. So that's this whole greenhouse. Yes, I love, love that so much. Yeah. Oh, so both oh this was so this cool. Magician aspect to you and really yeah. balanced. It's awesome. Yeah. So when your hands match your chart, yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, I kind of don't want your hands to match your chart because if you're like, I have water hands and I have a water chart, and I'm like, okay, emotions, you're having a tough time in society. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But you're going to have a hard time in society because you're yeah. like, you know, this super emotional person in a mm-hmm. society that's like F you to emotions. Right. And so they're going to learn ways to cope that are, you know, outside of that because right. society doesn't like it. So yeah. there's just all kinds of interesting sort of things we have to do. But when your hands are different from your astrology yeah, and you have access to like all, like we all have access to all four elements, you know, mm-hmm. at some level. But when you see that, it's just like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, no, I this love was so that. helpful. I feel like this was the missing piece. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, this was so great. Like, we thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you.